Welcome to Mundo! Welcome to the Mute All Chat Podcast. I am your host, Flapjack Bill, alongside Proxy Jack and Colonel Kraken. The gang's all here. We're here to talk mad shit about League, help the low elo plebs like our former selves climb, and generally entertain you. This is a safe space for feeders and scrubs. Now, mute all and let's invade red. Uh, now, I've heard many things, and I've experienced many things since the last week's episode where all me and Kraken did was complain. And I have to say, uh, Proxy, what the fuck happened to you? Oh, God. I don't even want to go in, but one game reset my honor level all the way back to zero. I had just hit honor level three. I tell one person that being useless after he calls me so many other things, sent in a riot support ticket, and I got in trouble. When, like, even looking back at my chat log, I was like, there's nothing here compared to him calling me retard 15 times in all chat. And I got the ban hammer on uh, that for calling him a useless Maokai support, which, funnily enough, I uh, did triple his ward score, quadrupled the amount of ward cleareds, doubled the amount of control wards placed, and tripled his wards placed he seems like a fun guy and Free proxy jack 2020 fault. yeah <laughs> as the adc no less too like granted i had umbral glaive as various but at least that various carry has brought me to gold three again good Even though i got all the way to my gold two promos fell back out and the gold four and then it's been a roller coaster anyways okay so... stuff about me you're way more resilient time. to the roller coaster than like I would be, cause like you know you're like the guy that like rides just, like Goliath and stuff, and it's like oh that was that was wild, and I'm like puking like. <laughs> so if I went that high and like when just got like axed that low, I'd just be like, dang bro, I would I would do a ch I would do an episode where all I do is complain. We already did that. <laughs> we we've we've done that episode. Where where are you at in ranked right now, Kraken? Uh, you know what? I've gained LP, I think. I netted 16 LP. You know how I did it? You know how I did it, guys? I played one game, and I won. <laughs> so, you know what? I am undefeated on the week. Wanna know, fellas? Fellas! Funny Foo Foo says, fellas! There you go. All right. Um, Jesus. Yeah. Well, you and I have been playing a lot of norms this past week, so it's not really shocking that our rank hasn't changed much. I, You played the one game yesterday with me and carried my stupid Diana ass across the finish line to victory. <laughs> a uh, bronze 3 Ezreal with a pop-off quad in front yeah, of Bear. Yeah, he... he I we went in and died so that he could win. He was good. He yeah, was he, solid. He played he well good. above his rank, which was very good. <laughs> like, yeah... <laughs> But yeah, the Kraken carried me to victory there, and then bless you. 
uh, we, uh, I played two more after you got off, and I got fucking rinsed in both of them. And, uh, bless you again. The, it was just, man. I'm down at zero LP in Silver 1 again, so that's fun, but... I feel I feel the I feel Anivia coming on again. I, I feel a resurgence and a, a want I want to play ranked again. Finally, I played ah. enough I played enough norms that I'm like okay, all right, get me out of these fucking drafts. But I have a bad feeling that I'm gonna get into ranked and it's gonna be bad drafts again. And then I watched the TSM series where they did like three bad drafts and two good drafts, and I was very upset. And you know, Cloud Nine's gonna win worlds, so. That's kind of where we're at for the week, and today is the mid lane yeah, episode. Wait, did I already did I already say the thing about Cloud Nine where I'm like where I'm like oh well if you put G two and NA um and it's like they would also be have I already said that or did I say that on this cast or have I what <laughs> <laughs> did I what uh I think you mentioned that like it was like a while ago back in the regular oh, okay. season before playoffs. Yeah. But I think yeah, I think you have mentioned it. I, I think I think they are. I I'm very excited to see how they perform in international like competition because I'm usually dreading it. I'm like, well, it's fun while it lasted before we go international and just get craned. But now I'm like, you know what? Kind of have faith in the. I have faith in the blue boys. I mean, crew. it's it's kind of funny. There are a lot of stats they're throwing around. We'll do a quick uh, talk about pro real quick before we jump into mid lane, but uh. One of my favorite stats that's going around right now is that every single team in the NALCS this year has a former LCS champion on their roster, if not a world champion on their roster. And uh, Cloud9 has zero champions of any kind on their roster. If they still had Sneaky, they would have an LCS champ on their team, but they do not. So uh, Go C9. Go C9. Go C9. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, they're going to do think... it. I think it's it's one of those cases where you just you just can't play at world at like championship level for your entire like career or like your entire like span of like, you know it's eventually like blue bloods or new bloods blue bloods that's the term are gonna come and you know just given the odds and like you don't need sometimes the resume sometimes you don't need the best resumes you just need like in baseball they call it the hot bats yeah where it's like yeah you like you, you know it might be it might not be the most notoriety it might not be the roster with the most, the most notoriety but they're playing they're playing their best and the most cohesive now in the present yeah um it's like it's like when like the raptors like beat the warriors or something or the or the dodgers you know blow it for the 18 umpteen billionth time and everyone's like whoa <laughs> That happened. That guy was the Super Bowl champ, and it's like, yeah, but he was on Monday, and today is Thursday. So, like, get wrecked. Like, future's now, old man. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, that's that man. C9 saying that to everybody. The future is now, and the future is in Cloud 9s hands. They're gonna play. Uh, we're getting the Evil Geniuses FlyQuest games. Uh, are we getting finals this weekend? I think we might. We might get. I would finals this weekend. Double check. Yeah, look look that up for me because I think we're getting. I know for sure we're getting Evil Geniuses versus FlyQuest this weekend, and then 
They're, yeah, they're going to be swinging. Yeah, it's it's going to be they're gonna swinging, swinging hard. Races. Yes, so Sunday we get the Cloud9 versus 2B determined, and we also get Fnatic 2B determined same, same day. Sweet. Well, it'll probably be G2 because we have the fucking... If you haven't been paying attention to EU, their playoffs are way fucking cooler than ours because uh, G2 got knocked the fuck down to the loser's bracket in the first, uh, first best of five they played. It's the first best of five G2 has lost ever. Uh, ex- uh, at least uh, in EU, they kind of get creamed by international tournaments. Uh, but um, right, so they got knocked down, and then Fnatic beat the team that beat G two. So now there's a rematch. Uh, it's going to be G two versus Mad Lions. Uh, is that that's Friday? No, nope, Saturday. Saturday. Bad lions. Oh no. Bad lions, more like bad lions. Uh... uh. Yeah, sure. LCK also has a to be determined versus a two a.m. on Saturday. Lit. That'll be exciting. Korea is actually really hotly contested for their top spots. There's a lot of really good teams there right now. I don't like how they're playing League and it's boring to watch, but it's cool to keep up with the scores. Um, meantime, let's let's talk about mid lane. This is the last it's the last episode in the positional episodes. We've taken, I think, two breaks from it, but we're it's the last position. It's my main position, and even though I suck, we're gonna talk about it. Uh I have a question. Okay, what's your question? For the mid laner in the room. Okay. What makes what what unique quality does a mid laner need to have to make him what unique quality does a mid laner need to have to succeed that the other roles don't? Um I think it's it's in that's an interesting question because I think it's not necessarily like a, a quality that you have that other roles don't, but I think it's an amalgamation of qualities. Because I think you need to you need to not only outduel your lane opponent, but you are in charge. If you're playing well, you're in charge of monitoring the game. The jungler and the support need to make the game happen, but you need to monitor and oversee everything. Because mid lane is where the most XP happens the fastest. It's where the most solo kills happen. And if you're going to play your lane correctly, you need to be watching your minimap, calling missing. Uh, If your laner disappears for 10 seconds, you need to either be on his ass wherever he went, or you need to be pinging on your ally's screens. Like, hey, you're in danger. Or if you're on comms, just tell them, you know. But it's you need to have, like, the map awareness of uh, support, the initiative of a jungler and the dueling capabilities of a top lane or an assassin player really so like i think the only role that it doesn't steal something from is adc because i think adc is play an entirely different game but yeah the yeah. As, as a mid laner i think you really just need to kind of you need to play every position at once uh just to sum it up pretty much presence because if you're not if the other lanes aren't feeling you then you're not even playing the game you're just the advanced bot that's playing (laughs) yeah 
it uh it is an entire different game if you can if you get to get out of your lane and affect another lane whether you're just you show up and you blow a flash like that is that's a net gain as long as no one on your team flashed if you like show up and get a kill that's a very like you can feel that victory i feel like with like the it's like oh what what role is the most like jungle diff or like top diff or, i feel like with it's like i would say jungle diff but because low elo junglers are so bad at efficiently at, at efficiently jungling and the mid laner has a has the fastest just flow of minions coming to them no matter what i feel like mid diff is like really reliable a lot of the times <laughs> um because it's like yeah that's that's your most reliable it's, flame <laughs> it's the thing the thing is it's like yeah i would say in theory that the jungler has the most map like impact but they're always on the wrong side of the map at least the mid laner even though he's totally dumb he has a shorter walking distance either rift or drag yeah then the jungler that like went to go clear the wrong camp or went to go do crocs for no reason and developments are happening on the other side of the map and he's not there at least in the mid the mid like in a sense like the mid laner can't it's really hard for the mid laner to make like a because he's going down to the middle of the map so he's going to have the shortest distance to whatever he needs to whatever ends up needing to happen so if you get that lead and you're like 3-0 or you're like you know 4-1 or something like that and you're bringing you can bring your lead immediately to places and the other mid laner has to bring bring himself over and that guy is underfed so yeah. So you end up like winning anyway. Yeah. Because um. yeah. uh, if you can snowball one lane, then because it's the jungle should be in charge of helping lanes snowball, and then those yeah. lanes need to change their snowball to other lanes. Because if one lane's losing, then you need to start turning that around so you can start pushing that, you know, soccer ball back across the pit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like it's Naram anyway, so you might as well have that tower down. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Right. Or like after 20 minutes it becomes Naram anyway, so you might as well want to have like a tower lead. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the the mid the mid lane is a really interesting position, frankly, because I think it's the one it's the one spot on the map where you can play the widest variety of champions and still be effective, and uh, you because of that XP advantage that you have just because the minions get there faster, so you get your level 2 faster than anyone else other than the jungler, like, you have the most agency as a mid laner, whether you're ahead or behind, you yourself have the most agency on your team to go influence someone else on your team. And a lot of times, uh, your other lanes are... You know, if you if you're in the the bronze woes or the silver fucking hellhole, uh, you can take your lead to another lane and they'll get pissed off. So, understanding what is going to make the biggest impact and what's going to tilt your teammate off the face of the planet is a crucial thing, I think, in climbing on mid. At least in the lower elos, because if I take if I take my fucking six and two Anivia up to top lane, because my top laner just died in a one v one, and I kill the top laner, soak two waves, and knock down three plates on the turret without being answered, 
my top laner will either A, be appreciative and be happy that we got the gold back, or B, tilt off the face of the planet and be pissed off that I left my lane to go interfere with his. And way more often, it's B. Like, people will get mad that I show up, which is really stupid because, you know, even if I don't get any, like, kills or anything, we can probably make something happen. Most mid laners have a way to do that. But say la vie. Cat said, get that assassination, that Azir, start knocking people around. Like, you got the lockdown, you got the... Let's see. Mm -hmm. There's a... Yeah, it, like... No, go ahead. The mid lane and the, the mid lane champs that are bad are not like are not bad because they are mid laners. They're bad because they're poorly designed champs in the first place. <laughs> like it's not just it's not just something like ADC where like where like Riot was just like this this whole role this whole role stinks now. Boom, everyone's bad. Or like or like oh like top lane, only this class is gonna be good. Like only tanks are good right now. No 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 no. Now only like Bruiser right now. Like in mid lane, what I'm looking at is that. Like, I feel like there's, I mean, there's sort of like a healthy role in like what, or a healthy like mix of what you can play to at least be effective. Like, cause you have like a Nivea here at number 10 with, I mean, she has a 2% pick rate, but like, uh, she's way different. Or like Galio here is way different than Velkaz, who's mm -hmm. way different than Diana, who's Ari's up here, who's way different than Fizz. Um... And the champs that are bad in mid lane, LeBlanc, Ryze, Azir, Irelia, Akali, Orki, Kiana, I'm literally reading off Silas, Yasuo, uh, Jace. Those champs are just problematic to begin with. They have like problematic kits or they have balancing balancing issues no matter what role they go to. Mm -hmm. And are and are pretty flexy as well. So Yeah, you um, can take I'm looking at you can take the Rise, the Kiana, the Irelia, the Akali. Yep. All of those can be flexed between top and mid. They're just a solo lane champion, if you will. As well yeah, as the yeah, Silas, yeah. you can play that wherever. Yeah. Um But you can also and, play you can play shit like even we saw the the reigning world champions at the moment, Fun Plus Phoenix, Doonby, Super Carry Doonby as they call him. He played fucking Nautilus for like two of the games against G two. So Nautilus mid, like there's a world champion played Nautilus mid and smacked around the greatest team that Europe's yeah, ever put it's, together. It's just because you can take, because it's like any good, th any good thing about a champ, if you take a mid, they can just transfer to everything else. Like, like Nocturne mid. Yeah. It's like, yeah, on, jung on jungle Nocturne, all right, it's cool that you can clear our camps and stuff like that. Yeah, great. And you can, you can gank, you can gank, you know, from the invisibility of the jungle in theory. But imagine that ultimate sitting in the middle of the map, splitting the difference, and like, oh, if something's happening up on top, a couple clicks over, boom, all I'm there. Oh, something's happening up bot, couple clicks over, boom, I'm there. Whereas on jungle, it's like, all right, well, something, something is happening on bot lane. Too bad I'm farming. Too bad I'm taking my red mm -hmm. on the wrong side of the map. So, um, yeah. Um, There's kind of it's. It's a very it's a very complex role because there's just so much. Like yeah, it's like what can you not? There's a million and two champions. You're kind of like the almost the gatekeeper of the game. Like you get to decide 
what happens and whether or not. Don't get me wrong. I, I think there's definitely like way stronger picks in the mid lane. Like I think Diana's Diana's probably you know the best of her class. You know Velkaz is way better than all of the other champs that are similar to him. Mm. But it's not like like let's say you pick Velkaz or let's say you take you take Lux or like Zareth or something instead of Velkaz. That doesn't mean you're you're automatically gonna lose. I mean, it's not as as effective, but I mean, like, you can one tap a minion wave. You're still one tapping a minion wave. Like, yeah. Um, and there's just so much. There's just like a lot of variety. I think honestly, um, more so than I see in like other roles. Uh, because I feel like no matter what game I play, I feel like there's a new champ every time. That's just smurfing on my mid. Or that's just smurfing in mid. Um, hey, now I'm your mid like... most of the time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like he's giving why, you like... an out to why you lose. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why, like, it can be. I noticed, like, um, in like the mid community, there's a lot of like frustration a lot because it's like, this is like, what do you mean learn matchups? There's so many matchups to learn, and the next like, and then by the time I think I know all the matchups and stuff someone else someone just rolls in with nautilus mid and just crushes me anyway or like um there's so many things you have to prepare and consider for and a lot of times low elo players have a problem getting ganked from one part of the from one direction let alone two yeah you know what i mean yeah um i think it's know. uh kind of like what you were saying about matchups i think it's very important to uh decide as a player if, if you're gonna if you're gonna opt to play mid lane i think it's important to decide whether or not you want to have uh, a champion pool or a champion ocean um yeah. you'll you'll hear that like if you watch pro league the some of the casters will talk about that sometimes with these really like historically uh fabulous mid laners like uh like bjergsen and na uh, jensen uh uh, perks caps in eu febivin that, that, like that one guy that played dead and there was like the whoa what was that that guy yeah ryu and faker i think that was the, oh yeah that, ryu, was the play. that guy ryu that guy is so good oh man <laughs> that was <laughs> I, I hate to, i hate to tell you ryu isn't very good anymore but uh... i tell you that that, ryu, that that wasn't ryu's play dog <laughs> <laughs> It was some other guy, um, yeah, some other but, uh, really good mid laner whose name escapes me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy, yeah. Uh, but all those guys, like those pros, they they have champion oceans. Like they, you can toss them any old champion into their role, and they'll probably <laughs> perform. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they'll probably perform adequately, if not have a pop off game. Like, for instance. In uh, the TSM uh, FlyQuest fiasco, we'll call it. Rest in peace. Uh, Bjergsen... Fiasco. I hate you. Uh, Bjergsen got Silas one game, and I thought to myself, now that's an interesting thing. I don't think I've ever seen Bjergsen play Silas. And he performed exceptionally well. Uh, the rest of his team also did very well around him. And they won that game, but Bjergsen in particular had a very stand-up game on a champion I've never seen him play in a competitive match before. 
and that like obviously you know our core audience isn't these challenger players looking for our advice it's these these low tier mid laners and other laners as well but was uh, kind of <laughs> the uh love you guys <laughs> <laughs> the the key i think if you if you're gonna play mid and you really want to grind is to just forego any idea of a champion ocean for now and pick like two champions pick one that's uh magic damage based and pick one that's attack damage based and just play the shit out of those two champions and the more you play them the more you'll find your lane matchups and like you were saying there's a million billion different lane matchups that can exist in the mid lane across all of the games but if you are consistently playing one champion or two champions you cut those numbers by a significant margin now you only need to know a couple of lane matchups because you only need to know what's good and how your champion does against what's good yeah 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 you want to have that one it's not like oh what are all the good fizz matchups is like no how does my champ match up against fizz right how does yeah. my champ matches up match up against talon blah 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 blah. and then you can just weed out and then like when you go to do research and go to do resources you don't need to waste a ton of time and effort and stuff you're just like all right it, within the context of i am a passionate passionate syndra one trick <laughs> what does yeah so then you would look you would look through it in, in that context yeah um proxy you got anything to add on the idea of a just a small pool in those matchups i mean yeah it, you really need to just kind of figure out what's popular and how you can counter it. and that's what's been my focus as of late on adc <laughs> have found that Varus is very good against a lot of these champions right now, mainly because he's got all the poke damage that he needs to be able to do whatever he Best wants. Time the game. Uh -huh. So relating it to my role, if you can figure out what's popular and figure out how to play against it, you're going to start six. Um, exactly I also, right. I also, I like the idea of just only banning one thing. Okay. All right. Let's talk just, about that. Just, just, just to, because you entire you pretty much remove one champ from the entire game. Um, like for me, for a long time it was Blitzcrank, where I'm like, all right, for me, Blitzcrank's just never he's just not a champion. He's just not in the game. I don't care if the other team bans him. I don't care what my team is banning or like whatever. Blitzcrank is just not in the game for for me. Like I'll, I'm never gonna see him ever. Mm -hmm. And then you can take your like mental energy and focus on, on like, all right. There's other champs that are in Blitzcrank's category of or category of champions, but you take out the strong, you take out the strongest and the most immediate threat, so you don't have to, never ever have to worry about seeing your biggest threat. Um, like if there's just if you have a champ and there's just one champion that is just such a blatant and obvious counter that is popular, that is popular, because I don't really like it when, uh, they're like, oh, um. I got smashed by uh, Lissandra the other day. I'm going to ban her. And it was like, bro, like, she's the odds are she's not even going to get picked. You know, you blow that, blow that, um, blow that ban on your, on your popular and your immediate counter. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think uh, yeah. 
the the most banned mid lane champion by like a me, significant margin. Simple, but, well, yeah. yeah, the the most banned mid lane champion by a significant margin is Yasuo, and I think that's kind of funny, yeah. only, only because if you look at all the other statistics for a like a silver Yasuo. Yeah. He's picked 10% of the time, banned 45% of the time. He has a dead even win rate, and his KDA is 6.9, 6.5, 5.6. He's, he's a, 50% is good for Yasuo. 50% is great for Yasuo, because that means people yeah. are learning how to play the champion again. Well, it also it means that like the people that are good with Yasuo... But like, because the bad player, the players that are bad with the Oswald will pick up the Oswald for ten games and go like three and seven or four and six. So to even out that win rate, do you know what the people that are good with the Oswald are going? A lot better than that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, they're doing so good that it can bring up the mean average of a complicated champion. Mm -hmm. And fifty percent, like that's what's like that's what's like alarming. Yeah. Um. It's it's kind of funny because my my main champion in mid is Anivia, and the glaring counter to Anivia is Cassidan. Because he can jump on top of you and silence you for a million years. Yeah, and, and he... that just, that, yeah, he's got the shields and he's got all this stuff in his kit that really just fucks over a control mage like Anivia, who needs to have abilities going constantly. But I will never, ever ban Cassidan because I'm not confident that enough people pick Cassidan that it's ever going to be a problem for me. But I will ban the shit out of Yasuo all the time. On the off chance that one guy will get Yasuo against me, I don't ban it or whatever, and he'll get it, and he'll play it against me, and he'll get a lucky auto ignite, and he'll get the lucky knockup or whatever, and he'll kill me, and then the lane is a wash, and I need to just farm it out and try to affect other lanes until I'm a teamfight monster. And that's really, really hard to deal with. So I, I subscribe to the same mindset that you have where you ban one champion for all time. And the, my, my go-to ban is Yasuo. If I'm playing mid, I will ban it. If I'm not playing mid, I won't because like I'm seeing here, he has a 45% ban rate. That is the highest ban rate of a champion in, I think, I think of every role. I'm pretty sure. Let me, let me. That's a lie. Darius has the highest Darius, ban rate. Darius, yeah, well, these champs are also, like, um, have, like, notoriety in the community as well. Mm -hmm. So, like, Darius, Yaz, Morgana, just because Morgana. Mm -hmm. um, Wukong, because he's new. Set, because he's a Chad. Nautilus, because... Um, he's a support Chad. Yeah, support Chad. Leona, Master Yi. A lot of times, and people don't want to play with Yaz, just because... I don't want to play with Yaz, <laughs> or I don't want to play with a Yasuo. Even to yeah. be fair, to the thing with the Yasuo is he just has one of the most broken abilities in the game. It's that W, like yep. Riot's already had so many issues with it. On top of the spaghetti code with it, like it's just not a fun ability to have to deal with. W is the that's the wind wall. Wind wall, yeah. No, the wind wall is the wind wall is bad. Um, a lot of times I'll have to wait. For him to use it and then it's and then like a ticker goes off where it's like all right you have a tw everyone has a 20 second window and like they have to land stuff now mm -hmm. so and if you know that stuff is coming 
then, then it's easier to avoid. It's like, well, Yasuo's wind wall is down, or it's not facing, like, it's it's facing, like, to the north. That means we know for a fact that if they're going to want to try anything, it's going to come from these directions. That's what makes it so hard. Or that's just what makes it so annoying to, like, work around. Like, uh, I think I said this on, like, a prior cast, where, like, it just, it'd be fine if it had, like, a longer cooldown, or if it didn't block everything. Um, well, what if it had, like, an HP bar? Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's good, too. I just, do you know what blocks Nami's W, which is point and click? <laughs> um, yeah, or, like, it, if, if it, if it, if it ricochets, yeah, 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 so, um... Yeah, it's annoying. It just it's uh yeah, it sucks. It's not it's not fun to it's almost like the Morgana shield, but like I think it's less memed about. Yeah. Um Morgana Shield's like fine. If you get ahead and if you have enough items and stuff like that, you can just rinse through the Morgana Shield, but like the wind wall, like you can't it's constantly it doesn't matter if you have like a lead or not, and that's what feels bad because it's like we're winning this game and like and like literally a lot of times with Yasuo's, they'll literally only do one. They'll only they'll only execute correctly like once. Um, yep, the, throw thing the one big one. The, the one G, thing about uh, yeah. The one thing about Yasuo Windwall is it almost throws out every single ADC because like everything that you have is a projectile. Everything that you're trying to auto with is a projectile, so you can't do anything about it. But the big thing that always annoys me is that thing had the most massive bug that they couldn't get rid of. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, well, sorry, not bug, but it was... They found a feature that pretty much stopped the Shaco rework that they were trying to do. Because they found out that if you did it right, because the way it's coded is it takes two objects that are the exact same, so a Jinx rocket and then a, the exact same Jinx rocket that you never see appear nullifies that initial jinx rocket so it's it's like you hit them with like uh oh proxy uh it does like a plus and a minus and then it goes to like zero to like yeah yeah negate yeah shako was gonna be counted as a projectile for his rework for his ult he's gonna launch what like a, he was gonna get into a cannon launch himself into an area with two clones but because if a Yasuo wind wall popped up and it negated the Shaco, the Shaco wouldn't die, but he wouldn't appear, and he would you'd be in a four v five for the rest of the match because there would be no Shakos in the game. Oh, he would just Dude, fucking... Shaco just gets banished from the game. Yep, now they that would be that's they couldn't stupid. fix it. They couldn't fix it. So because of like all the spaghetti code around Yasuo wind wall, they just didn't do that. Wow, that's that's wild. How one how one code uh, ended an entire rework in Exile video. <laughs> <laughs> Exile, oh Exile, great content. I don't know. Um, I think uh, the, the 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 champions and matchups are all kind of. I think it's a half and half deal of playing just playing games will give you sort of half the understanding that you need to climb. But the other half, you have to, if you want to climb, you have to actively go and look at these websites. You got to look at any OPGG. You got to look at league of grass, uh, pro builds. You got to look at these websites that are offering you f basically free coaching is effectively what it comes down to. You're getting challenger level professionals who are handing you custom builds 
of items and timings to that they're using in their games to be successful and it's free you don't it's not hidden behind a paywall or anything you just gotta go look at it and then you have it pro guides is one of those ones where it does have a paywall but they do have a youtube channel where they upload a lot of just their basic content that isn't role specific not champion specific and it's all from one specific guy who's giving you more like a lowdown on the basics (laughs) like i mean the reason why they cost money for anything is because they get actual like challenger level players they just got pole belter in on the roster of people giving out advice and so he's a coach and a player yeah, it's like, hey, that's a really awesome tool. You don't have to pay for it um, in turn, unless you want pole belter coaching you or want to watch his, like, uh, tutorial videos or, like, box box or someone. But Pro Guides has been... I've, I found out I was partially right, but partially very wrong on, like, just those specifics on how to keep a wave pushing towards you. And that's what's been... Uh, keeping me going as of late well wave manipulation that's one of the things like listen to some other podcasts that talk about climbing and stuff that's one of the things you got to learn when you're in gold in order to really push to hit plat and stuff is the wave manipulation Uh, and everything i i need to honestly take that more seriously because i have a really bad philosophy about (laughs) what to do with waves and i'm like i'm like if our minions are in their fountain that is the best spot I can be in, and I'm gonna make sure that our minions are over there. Their minions are nowhere near us. <laughs> um, it's just so. I mean, like I can go over it really quick, but probably more towards the end. But like, if you can get it, and as a support, you're probably only gonna use it if you do like a tank that you know does the steel shoulder guards and needs yeah. to auto it, but. There's some really cool ways you can do it, and I think that's what's made my Varus play so good, is I get it like trapped between just the outside of tower range and then just on the inside of whatever wall I'm near. So this way, I don't have to worry about a gank, but they do. And even if they start winning the lane there, I'm still keeping up with farm, and then I can just get my jungler down there to alley-oop, kill them all, and we're good. I really like to go down, like, auto auto the front minion aggro the minions and then walk off to the side and then like carry the minion carry their minions like with me on like a, like a, a merry dance to like delay them for a bit <laughs> like... that's a that's a strategy you can use actually if uh i it doesn't that, really is it that, doesn't is that, is that a thing, it, is that a thing? <laughs> yeah it's a strategy if uh say your adc dies and the wave starts pushing towards you and there's like a big wave and it's gonna die to turret uh if you're nami and the enemy lane has like backed or whatever, you can draw them off to the side so that they're not in tower range and just sit and let them hit you and heal yourself while your wave comes back to delay them so the ADC can come collect. Like that's a that's a thing that I've seen high level streamer I've seen cutie pies supports do it. I've seen pros do it. Like it's just a, it's just at a point where it's like we're just getting bludgeoned all over the map and even our minions are somehow losing. yeah uh, there's a lot that goes into just like basic knowledge of the game but if you're gonna if you want to relate stuff to mid lane uh another big thing that you gotta pay attention to is roaming um outside of mid the roles that roam are support and top 
because jungle is a built is just a roaming character as it is already uh but it's my jungles yeah your jungles don't do anything uh top lane is one of my favorite roams because they have the easy option to tp down to bot lane for a quick you know a little fight i never fight. thought about that what well, that like maybe if you start ro roaming top, you can make sure that they have the enemy laner doesn't have a TP that they can use against a bot uh, TP in, because then you can start taking adv a massive advantage of. Yeah, yeah. That's a if you if you can work at a teleport advantage into your gameplay, uh, you can really stretch the enemy team around. And it's it's one of my favorite things to do. Like when it's like going right. Yeah, I, I almost always will take TP on mid unless I think the only time I'll play Ignite with Anivia is if I'm against the Lux because I know I can kill her at level 2 with my QE yeah. and Ignite. Something that I noticed when I was playing like Nocturne mid like this week is that like, or like when I was playing, or I also played like Xerath and like Lux and like, and I was saying like, I didn't win, like it wasn't winning like crazy, but the thing that I liked about taking TP in mid at least to learn is that it's like, it forces you to rely on like your skills alone to secure kills and not just like all right i can just click on him with a knight and get the kill mm -hmm. it's like no 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 like like normally ignite would get the kill right but like i need to learn how to execute people with like a long range ultimate or something like that like a snipe or um yeah if you take and, away if you and, take away your magic like, kill button or it's like all right i don't have a magic kill button I need to use TP to flank and to like and to like roam, so I can make more map impacts than just clicking on the other person to get the free kill. You know what I mean? Yeah, I um, think uh, th there's a lot that goes into teleport, especially. I don't uh, like the twist of fate mentality, like yeah. the twisted twist of yeah. fate learning tool mentality, where it's like you can't you can't just bulldoze a lane. You have to learn how to you know, get a decent farm, manipulate your wave well, and then take your presence to other places. Um. Yeah. So if you're gonna if you, if you're gonna be a, a mid laner that roams, um, there's you should be, but there's there's some things you gotta understand about roaming. Um. I I like to get into a game and type slash mute all when I'm in ranked, but if you type in slash mute all, uh, you will turn off everything. Uh, your teammates' pings will go away. Your so, your uh, emotes gone. The enemy, everything, everything just shuts down. And if you don't see that your mid laner is pinging, that the Zed is coming, and you die, that's on you, Chief. So let me let me throw in uh, like kind of like raise you a little bit. Okay. Instead of hitting the mute all button. Um, something that Bro Guys kind of recommended, and honestly, I'm actually really liking right now, is I have minimized. Go so if you go under interface and you like change scale all the small oh, yeah. except for minimap, I barely even see the chat now, so mm. I don't take notice of people typing in it as much. And that's honestly now I still have the advantage of still being able to see everything if I want, but I'd really have to focus on it, and it's not in my face. Okay. I uh, That's I cool. just go. I just hit tab every game and and like everyone off manually. A couple times I like would be doing that and like I wouldn't walk into a death. But I'm just like, 
And I've gotten really good at like doing it fast. So like by the time I've left the base, I've like have muted everyone just on tab. Um, but yeah, I need I, I need like to get in the habit of doing yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it's difficult. I and half the time you're either gonna tilt yourself off so much that you you don't even care at that point if it's on or off, and you just want to ah Hulk. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the significance though of killing um, pings is you you put your teammates at risk if the enemy mid vanishes for no reason, and so it it pays to understand uh, when an enemy is going to back versus when they're going to roam, and you can tell when they're going to back if you pay attention to things like how much CS they have, because then you can rough estimate how much gold they have and you can decide "Eh, they're probably going to go spend that 1300 gold or they only have like 600 gold in their inventory right now, but they're not in my lane and they had pretty full health and mana. Well, now you need to tell your teammates to not play up or to get a ward out because they could be in for a world of hurt. And if you saw what direction he went, you better haul ass that way. Because yeah. your teammates will tilt off the face of the planet if they get a mid laner in their lane and they're not paying attention and they die and you're shoving mid for turret plates. They will lose my, their damn minds. One of my losses recently was getting told it was my fault that I lost a 4v2 under tower and it was not the mid Kennen's fault because he doesn't need to follow his lane. <laughs> you just should play under inner tower. Yeah, play under your tier two. That's that's the best way, honestly. Just play all. Play from fountain. Don't even leave base. Just play from fountain. Yeah. Can't die. Can only base, dude. <laughs> very slow. Yeah. going. Jeez, but yeah, the uh, one of the downsides to playing Anivia is uh, she's slow as shit. Even when you get yeah. nice boots on her, she is slow as shit. So, like most of the time, my lanes will understand that i can't chase the zed with movement speed items up to top lane to stop him from causing mayhem but i can kill a wave in two seconds and get a turret plate while he's gone so like most of the time i have people who are understanding but sometimes people will tilt off the face of the planet so if if you can have that that sort of foresight to understand what your opponent's situation is, you can predict with a good amount of certainty what they're going to do at any point in time during the game. Yeah. Including if they're... If you're going to get ganked, if you can start reading your lane... And this goes for every lane. If you can start reading your lane opponent's behavior in lane, you can tell whether or not you're going to get ganked. Most of the yeah. time, I think. You know what I do a lot yeah. with pings? I'll chime in where I believe the other jungler is. If you can, like, the one thing that you can really do um, is if they start clearing wards, that's probably a good indication that they're yeah, playing. If they yeah. start immediately start playing back, then you might want to figure out what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. It's uh... If it seems, it, honestly, it's best to... Pers- to like proceed on the side of caution where it's like if something seems fishy it's don't probably fucking fishy. all in 
It, it's it's probably yeah. <laughs> it's like if Karma is literally just standing there like out in the open, like yeah, yeah. that's a free that, kill. And that's oh, why man. I don't have a one hundred win rate on Nautilus, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's, the shark smells. The shark smells blood, dude. And it's like the the, you know, the, this, the this suit was meant for diving, dude. <laughs> this suit was meant for diving. <laughs> We're going in. I yeah, I like the uh, the the idea that oh man, that guy's a free kill. Well, there is a free kill, but you didn't know it was gonna be you. You are the free kill because <laughs> you committed, yeah. and that's that that's. It's there, there's a lot of benefits to playing a lot of different champions, but one of the benefits to playing control mages in particular is if you're playing correctly, people are going to have a hard time ganking you because you have one, if not two, forms of crowd control in your kit to negate a gank almost entirely. Like, Anivia has a slow and a stun. Vigar has a massive cage that stops all movement of any As sort. We learn one for all. <laughs> yup. Uh, who else? Who else? Syndra has a knockback, which is disgusting. And I'm pretty sure once you max her Q, it also slows. I think. I might be wrong about that. That one, I'm, I, I, that may have been an old thing. I don't... I might be I wrong about that. I don't play Syndra all that much. Don't quote me on that. Um, but most most of those kind of characters that are like the control mages that i play uh they'll all have some form of crowd control to help you in case you find yourself in a bit of trouble but if you're if you're playing reckless and you're playing fucking zed man and you don't have any wards out and you go all in on a full health mid laner and you get a fucking malphite ult straight to the spine you deserve it like you're not paying attention well, she doesn't with... have a slow, but her items might give it to her. Okay, like, okay. uh, right, right there. Cool. Cool. What were you saying, Kraken? I was like, but I'm playing mechanically intricate camp and brain dead Malphite. I just had to press R. -re. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, yeah. Y y y y we joke about it all the time that, like, these, uh, these mechanically difficult champions are always piloted by morons but that's not the case so much as it's just way easier to play easy champions yeah like there's a reason master Yi has such a high win rate he does one thing and he's really good at the one thing and it's very one-dimensional well he does two things yeah he runs he, and he, he hits feeds, he feeds or gets fed right. <laughs> you know what that's fair that's fair it's a mechanic to feed you just run it down. <laughs> Draven does it. Draven does it particularly well. It, it's it's also very entertaining to me to watch players who think they're gods play mechanically difficult champions and struggle because they panic at the first slight of or the first sign of trouble, like. If if you happen to be playing an easy champion and you play against like a, a Yasuo, who's pretty intricate and has a lot of things that you have to take into account, and you catch them off guard and kill them early, well, they're going to be fucking worthless for the rest of the game because you got in their head. You're living rent free in their brain. You now they're worried about you 
all the time and they're questioning whether or not they have the finger dexterity or the speed or the reaction timing or that they, they can process that much information to keep mm. track of all their stuff and what you're doing. Like, mechanically, difficult champions are hard. Yeah, well, it's kind of like driving... Imagine that. Well, it's like, it's, like, it's like driving a Formula One car, you know? Like, it's like it's hard, it's hard enough to drive a Formula One car around a track, right? Mm -hmm. But then what if you... What if there's a, you just cause a sudden earthquake, and now that Formula One car driver is gonna have to drive the Formula One car during an earthquake, with all the other so, Formula One cars. Yeah. So just make the earthquake is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Be the, be the thing that makes your opponent screw up. Well, yeah, it's it's it, that's what's important about knowing Matt like. The thing about knowing matchups is not it's not just like oh i know what your q does it's just like because i sat and read but it's like you know what his q does so make sure that doesn't happen so now that guy has to think of a think of a plan he has to have a plan b which he probably doesn't have mm -hmm. you for, force the other person to go to the plan b that they don't have if you can if you can force someone to play with no idea of what they're doing, you win. Yeah. You get the victory there. Or that's how that's how you beat engaged supports where it's like, oh man, Nautilus is coming and that that's what ends up having in me on Nautilus a lot. And that's why like because Nautilus just he's just he's not as dominant as he used to be. Like I know you texted me the other day like Nautilus is the best champ of the game. I'm like, dude he's, <laughs> I just don't feel like he's as dominant as like he used to be or like honestly same thing with Leona bro. Like, I know it's a steamy hot take, but like, <laughs> if if they can't do their one, if they if they don't have their one card, like if you just hug, if when you hug the minions, that Nautilus that probably just started playing Nautilus two days ago, he's just gonna walk in circles, and and look for the hook that's not there. But like if you can if you can play back and you force that Leona to go farther on her E than she intended and take a tower shot, you. You can, yeah, yeah. It, I, I, I like that you hate engaged supports right now, because they're the one thing that's fucking steamrolling me. <laughs> Is like I, <laughs> I get these, I get these engaged supports. Like I, I played against that Nautilus, and he just rolled my team. And to be fair, my team didn't draft to deal with a Nautilus. We drafted to deal with solo lane and jungle aggression we didn't draft thresh to can, deal with the nautilus thresh thresh can be a really godly disengage support if you're not if you're like saucy mm -hmm. but you have to be saucy i pr honestly though i do prefer your nami as a support because you have Nami. nami needs to be nerfed she does but your like, your yeah. disengage that you were playing the other day i think you disengaged like three or four team fights that would have ruined the game and well, it's because my team is win, always but... losing. How do you think I got so good at disengaging? <laughs> I can't. Oh my god. I was kidding, but. Jeez. We were talking about mid lane, right? <laughs> at some point we did, but it's like. I know for me personally, I, I don't like playing these. Like, I have a hard time with the meta because my playstyle is it's a bad habit honestly but i don't have a good flexible play style i play very one-dimensionally and that one-dimensionality 
really only allows me to play Anivia. Sometimes I can get away with playing Syndra, and I can absolutely get away with playing Galio, but I have to be in the headspace to play Galio, otherwise I'm worthless. But it's like, if, if you really want to push on mid lane, you really need to have the mental capacity to play in a variety of ways. You need to be able to play passive. You need to be able to play weak side. You need to be able to play aggressive. You need to be able to handle a 2v1 in case shit goes wrong. Within like, the confines of the class you chose. Yeah. And, yep. and the class I chose happens to be a really passive teamfight-oriented class that I just happen to be good at 1v1-ing with. So it's... If, if you can find your niche, that's great. But if you can play everything, that's even better. Because if, if, think... if, if you can play everything, then you... Like, you're galaxy brain at that point. If you can play everything, you understand everything. And then you should, in theory, know how to handle everything. I think maybe we can come in, like, the middle and say... Have, multiple, have backup plans within your niche... So, or like, how learn how your niche matches up against everything else. Right. Is probably the is probably the easier thing for people to do. Probably. Um, I'm so glad like, yeah, I have you guys on this podcast. I'm so. It's stupid. not going to be optimal. It's not going to be great. You're not, you know, you're, you're not going to be winning eighty percent of the games. Like, it's just, you know, like let's say you're you're playing assassins, right? Mm -hmm. What happens when you you can't solo your mid laner? You just you just can't do it. I mean. I mean, yeah, in theory, like, assassins should be able to, like, uh, just because you play an assassin doesn't guarantee that you're going to go 4-0 on your, on your solo lane. What are you going to do when you can't kill the guy across from you? You have to go, you have to have a backup plan. You have to go look for other things on the map. Mm -hmm. um, or, like, Katarina mains learn how to last hit. So if you go 0-3, you're not going to be 0-3 with 37 CS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Roxy, um, you got any hot takes for us as we come to a close on this episode? Uh, give, give me your best mid lane hot take. Something a little less obvious than hard champs are hard to play. Okay. That could be the name of the episode. I mean, that's easy to top, but I'll give you something that's very, um, very focused and very to the point. Yep. Mid laners. If you see the enemy mid laner, especially assassins, suddenly clear a wave as fast as they can and then disappear from the map, they're probably roaming. They're not backing. They're there to go get killed somewhere else. So focus that, on the wave management. <laughs> if, you see a Zed, if you see a Zed practically full kit to clear the wave and then vanish into the mist, hmm... Probably wanted something a little more than you had to offer. He, he decided to swipe, so you're no longer. He fucking hit the X on Tinder, bro. You're done. You ain't worth his he time. Went, he went to Grinder for that bot lane. <laughs> I can't. Dang. That was that was that's a good take. That's not even a hot take. He, that's just straight up advice. His, he expanded his preference range. I I, I can appreciate that. It was that hundred mile range. <laughs> oh my god! All right, Kraken, what's what's your mid lane hot take? 
Um. Uh, my my hot take. Um. It, you you can um you how <sighs> my bad um uh mid diff <laughs> I you know what that's that's a good that's a good hot take because there's so it, much it, truth to it playing playing the first ten minute the first eight minutes on mid is an audition to um the next big Avengers movie and if you if you nail the audition everyone will support you <laughs> yeah. You know, that's a really good analogy to the first 10 minutes of the game. There's been so many times I typed in chat where I'm like, I, I'm, supping, I'm supping mid now. Like, I, I'm just going to fall. I'm falling around Fizz. I, I don't care. I'm a Yumi. Like, <laughs> um, I'm his Yumi, except for I'm Nami. Fuck a cat, yeah. I'm a mermaid. Now, that's good. I think if I... I don't really have a mid hot take so much as... Kraken did, but I, I certainly have a like a, a, sh a shining star piece of advice uh, for mid, and that is uh... <sighs> fuck. Slipped my mind. <laughs> it's, no, it's a it, it, play play a champion that farms well. That like a any champion can farm well if you put in the time to work at it. But there are a couple champions that once you hit a certain point in the game, just farm really well. And that's one of the things that drew me to Anivia is after one and a half items and you hit level six, you can farm and with your ulti and still have enough mana after two or three waves of farming to deal with a quick fight. Like, if you can pick a mid that farms really well and doesn't lose a lot of resources you can have, probably do have that. some kind of inherent wave clear mechanic like like how zed does a little bit more damage to yeah like low health targets like um i think velkaz velkaz is like um passive doesn't it goes off on minions so you can... i think it does the true damage to minions. i'm pretty you sure it does the true damage you, to you can just velkaz oh that one i actually don't know look into that something you can eviscer you can like evaporate minions in like two seconds. Like I'm I'm pretty sure it goes on the I'm I I'm I'm fairly certain. Another one is uh um Vigar. Once you hit yeah. one item, your W yeah. will clear all of the caster minions in a wave. If you let them yeah. stand still for a second, you can drop a W and insta clear the caster minions. I mean you're not farming them with your Q like you should be, but you can if you need to just smash wave or farm really fast to get the gold over the stacks, just drop your W onto the caster minions. After after I think like one item and a fair amount of stacks, you just insta clear it. And it, like those champions that have the built-in wave clear, they will here's the thing about it. They will always be relevant no matter the game state. They could be losing their laning kills. But as long as you can insta-clear a wave and secure all the gold, you will always be relevant. Because Cassio is good too. She can, like she can very reliably <laughs> farm. She's complicated as shit. And I don't like playing yeah. her because she's complicated. But she like is a, is a very good farm champion. And frankly, Cass is a 
really good hyper carry because she can't buy boots. So she doesn't have an item slot occupied by boots. You can just really add a lot more items in there. And by a lot, I mean one. So, you know, there's that. So those th that's that's your... We get two advice and a hot take about mid lane. Um, we never covered wards, but that's okay. We covered roaming pretty well uh, and what to look out for and sort of how to do go about doing it. You know, if you want to roam, clear your wave super fast or try to do it, but not suspiciously <laughs> or be willing to take the sacrifice of losing some minions for your roam. You know, that's, it's, it's all a gamble. So roam is something viable. Don't like walk up to a lane where the, per where the target's at max health and you stand there in the bush for 30, 30 seconds. <laughs> Yeah, don't do that. That's that's bad game sense. Uh, that's so, bad, 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 but not good. Bad play. Not good. So, yeah, that's uh, that's gonna do it for us on the mid lane episode. Uh, we'll come up with some more stuff to talk about next week, but we're gonna actually we'll probably do a big old pro episode next week because we'll have finished finals and whatnot, and that'll all be sussed out. And in the oh, meantime, we gotta talk about our our five game extravaganza. Oh yeah, we, yeah. We'll talk yeah. about that. Uh, we'll talk about that next week. Or yeah. do you want to? Do you want to talk about it right now? We're not super over. We can do it real quick. All right. So yeah, uh, proxy. Me and Flap. Me and uh, yeah, Flapjack played five games, and we each did a different role each game. How did we, that go? We intentionally played champions that we don't normally play. And we and we didn't. We played like non like not our first picks a lot for those roles. <laughs> we yeah. we managed to go positive. We went three and two. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I'm actually really proud of that. I, got, <laughs> like, I, like, I want to go fucking find the games so I can really um, see. So the first the game... first one was uh, I played Aatrox top, and I think you that was your ADC game. What I did learn is that like things like cooldown and like item advantage exploitation are just universal across the map, and if you have the slightest one, just just just, just do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh. Yeah, we uh, we uh, the first game I played Aatrox, Kraken played Misfortune. Uh, we had a full AD team. ADC is hard, and it was ADC is the hard roll. It was fucking what? awful. No. It was that I, game was I felt fucking like I bad. Had, I felt like I had no game influence whatsoever. I mean, to be fair, you played against uh, uh, Vayne, who just played really Vayne good. Vayne Blitz, and we had a senna that like oh did, yeah senna like, inted oh my god yeah. we had but, we had the best kha'zix in the world and the best talent in the world and we lost to a zed jungle because senna inted the whole fucking game yeah i put up a bad performance right. on aatrox but i don't play aatrox so i'm not worried about it uh next, <laughs> what else do we play game. uh next, next game, game was... that was my adc game i think you had jungle yeah, yeah. I played jungle. That game was. You played Nocturne. Yeah, I played Nocturne Jungle, and oh that, my god, that game. We came back from like an 11k gold diff. Yeah, Olaf. It... <laughs> Olaf gave you like big Viking Olaf... dick. Yeah. It... And me and it, it came down to me and Kogma scaling and Vayne just Vane being dragged scaling. along. Yeah, yeah, we had three ADCs. That's why, and we just scaled into infinity. I forgot who our support was, but it was Sona, and she played really well in lane. I played Ezreal, and I had a lovely Ezreal game. Yeah, 
Vane like entered for in like Vane like ran it down like once I think. Once Vane twice. ran it down for the first fifteen minutes of the game. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah. <laughs> it was a forty-five minute game, and she was playing against a Fiora and opened like one and seven. Oh, that was, that was that, and then I was trying to solo. I was trying to solo like sneak. I was trying to sneak drag, and then Kogma like. Kogma walked over a ward and came to help Kogma you, and you lost it. To come help me, and then it like the whole world found out because Syndra saw him walking down. I'm like, well, I can't do this now. Yeah, that, they're, they know yeah. I'm here now, so and I can't do it fast enough because I don't own a farm. Like, <laughs> we somehow won that game, but that was some bullshit. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Then uh, so next one, game two. we 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 FF'd because <laughs> we like did. Oh my god, you! You're in a tie. It was a tie ball game. Yeah. I was Lux mid. You were Lux mid. I was playing Thresh support. Our Kaisal was fucking inting. Our top lane was fucking inting. It. They weren't intentionally feeding. They were just playing really, really bad. I was and, dropping uh, Nukes low key, but you were popping off. You you went really positive. Our jungler also went really positive, but their Draven yeah. got ahead and their Ergo got ahead, and we just didn't feel like playing. <laughs> yeah, Draven in 25 minutes. Got 190 CS, where Kaisa got 98, <laughs> and I just couldn't. I couldn't spoon feed her shit. She just wouldn't take anything. It was so hard. That take game the was rough. Freaking airplane. Yeah, she wouldn't. <laughs> she wouldn't take the damn airplane. Time. We were ahead in gold one time, and it was at five minutes, and then we were never ahead in gold for the rest of the game. Uh, Our game sense is so good, we can tell what the gold lead is. <laughs> and that's why we FF, because I'd... we're aware. <laughs> yeah, that's why we FF'd, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, after that, I had a jungle game. Uh, where I played... Like set? Set. Wait, did we that ever was... finish? Wait. Did we ever finish? Yeah, our... we did. Yeah, we, yeah, we played... It was I was on support, and you were on a... Did I play mid? mid. What yeah, I... you're on mid. Wait. No, we never finished it. No, so... I was support. Remember, I was Lux. I was Lux support, and I accidentally bought Doron's ring, and I was like raging, and I had like yeah, but I, I played like 11... I played two jungle games in a row. I didn't get mid. Oh, you, played... you played two jungle games. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Guess we didn't. Oh fuck, we didn't do off. it. <laughs> all experiments off. We gotta do it all over again. Son of a gotta bitch. Restart. Gotta, we gotta do the whole yep. thing over again. But we did yep. win both of those games where I played set jungle. We came back from the. Oh, because one of them you played Maokai top. You didn't get support. <laughs> you got fucking molly whopped by that Camille. Weak, weak side top, baby. That's how we do. With the greatest TP based planets I've ever seen. Yeah, you did oh, so, good. So LCS, dude. So LCS. You played weak side really well. <laughs> yeah. You just got beat up. That was rough. Side lane. Yeah, but we never had a, we never had a norm where I played, uh, we did have one. I was playing Zoe mid and the enemy FF'd. Or they, they did a remake. And then oh, we played yeah. one for all instead. Yeah, one for all is bad. I, I, I don't like that game mode as much as other people do. Oh my uh, gosh. One for all is super fun if you don't pick we dumb shit play, like Orn. <laughs> I played, I played. Yumi and I got Yumi, and oh my gosh, five cats all in one spot. <laughs> yeah, we we put, we had a gangplank against Yumi. That was really hard. We were gangplank, and we had to face Yumi. Our lane was fine, because we had comms, but like... 
bro. <laughs> Everyone else got beat the fuck up by that cat. Oh, and there's this, yeah, we, it was like the third or fourth time we got Orn, and this dude was like, oh, Orn always wins, and it was like, so we like were like, no, the fuck, she does not. Orn and like... <laughs> it was, it was really funny, because we, like, we all picked stuff, and then two guys picked Orn, and we got Orn, and I immediately put in chat, I was like, oh, sick, another loss in one for all, because I'm toxic as fuck, and, and then we... the guy was like, Orn always wins, and I was like, okay, buddy, and we got into the game and found out it was against Vigar, and I was like, yeah, okay, buddy. Freaking, uh, we had an all Vigar game, 10 Vigars. We did, 10 Vigars and one for all, and that shit was popping. Yeah. I don't even want to, like, imagine the, just hearing the laughter from his old, just like, <laughs> I'll show you no mercy! <laughs> Every 10 seconds. Yeah. Is that a short joke? Is that a short joke? Is that a short joke? <laughs> Losing my brain. That's a good inter. That's a. That's a. Yeah, my brain melted, and I I picked Orn, and then we got Orn. The guy was like, "If it's Orn, I dodge." And then he dodged. You selected you selected Orn, or not? Or not Orn, Ivern. Oh my Ivern. god, it was Ivern. Yeah. yeah. If we get Ivern, I dodge. He. Yep. He left the game immediately. It was just the funniest <laughs> thing. Anyways, we we've gone over now, but that's fine. Uh. If you're tilted, play one for all, because you can't help but just laugh at all the dumb shit that happens. And trust me, it is 97% dumb shit. Uh, so, on that note, thanks for hanging with us for the mid lane episode. We'll be back next week with some more shit to talk about. We love you all. Have a good night. Good. <laughs> Roxy's like, goodbye, got cut. <laughs> That's gotta sting.